Welcome to the bonus episode for Conversation Street, episode number... Um, 487 we're on. Oh, oh. Getting up close, getting up close, 300. Getting Why am interview. I doing the introduction? It's an odd number. No, just because, you know, it's, this is another one that you're um, slacking off of, Gemma, and uh, people want to hear your beautiful voice before you um, sod off and let me talk to our guests for this week. And who's that guest? Well, it's only my learned friend, Charlie DeMello. <laughs> He's, um, yeah, he's, he's wearing a stolen wig. <laughs> I hope not. We the, the wig gets talked about in this, Gemma. This is the I mean, we we I've we've got mentioned to it's find out. Away, very important. I've wig, got to find no out. Wig. Please tell me. I will listen to your interview now. <laughs> it's been a tense few weeks in Coronation Street recently, with Kelly and Corey both in the dock for Seb's murder. Defending Kelly with nothing but his wits, a dashing wig and a belly full of veggie lasagna, it's Imran Habib. And I'm joined by the actor behind me today. It's Charlie DeMello. Charlie, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That's, a, That's an excellent introduction. I know, I know I'm, I'm, pleased, I'm pleased with how that went. I just, just not that. Right, just Hentious wig. I heard that last week's show. Yeah. Are, are you allowed to wig? You're not allowed to wig. I was vindicated. <laughs> it, it looks great, whether whether it's allowed or not. Yeah, it's, it's a visual. Stays. Exactly, exactly. And however hot it is. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, so right, let's let's talk about this big story then that's going on at the moment. You uh, well, Toya and Imran had a bit of a quiet start to the you know first half of the year, didn't you? What was it like being thrown into this big story at such a climactic moment? Oh, I mean it was it's a gift, this story. It's it's been so well done by everybody involved from the from the very beginning, from the original um, episode back in May, I want to say, um, and 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 throughout the the kind of ongoing threads that are kept getting referenced with um, uh, Sally Carmen's work and Molly Gallagher's work and Millie and Max et al. Um, and so to kind of come in to something that has been set up so well it's like it's 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 my it's 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 my sort of ball to fumble as it were if that makes sense like i've been given (laughs) no not to sort of pardon the pun but i have been given that open goal um and and so it's it's just been a joy to kind of step into to something that's been so well set up and, and particularly some of the Directing flourishes that have been used recently—they've been—they've been something that I've been really loving seeing because all of that stuff last Monday. Yeah, that's right. Was I—I I, I wasn't involved in any of that. I—I—I I, I heard whispers and heard tell of that stuff, um, but to see that—that that stuff on screen, like I, I've rewatched those closing moments of that Monday's episode a dozen times probably at this stage I I think it's just brilliantly put together the kind of the thud of um 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 Eli and Jay um with Nina as they're obscured by the van and Nina shuddering and that just put like an ice pick down my spine it's just like it's so visceral and like that's exactly what you kind of want from moments like that for it to be like a feeling like it's not something that can even really 
kind of articulate all that well, but it's just that feeling of just just so ice cold at the end of it in the best possible way. So it's 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 so great to be involved in in something like this because it's not only meaningful in its own right it would the with the um kind of support and involvement of the sophie lancaster um fund but also just in terms of it as a as a story sort of divorced from the real world um uh implications like i just think it's really really well put together it has it's been great hasn't it and and it's but it's all been uh all been down to you since that episode hasn't it it's been oh the, the imran show you, you you've had a quite a busy busy time haven't you well, I mean, and it's, you know, you'd think that if the residents of Coronation Street actually watched Coronation Street, they might think twice about bringing him around to do anything. <laughs> His track record ain't great. <laughs> have, have, you got, have you got, like, a technique for learning all your lines when you have so much to do? Because you've had an awful lot to say this past week. Yeah, um, it's, it's really boring. It's just repetition. You just... Um, with the two weeks that we had at the court... There were certain scenes that were short enough or simple enough in terms of just the call and response of it. Like what I say will make sense. Mm. That your response will make sense, which will then make what I say make sense. It's never really easy to learn. And so the the stuff that I flagged as kind of problematic were like closing statements, any kind of really lengthy um, in sort of uh, cross examination, like the stuff with Asher. I remember being really difficult mm. um, because I'm. It's like he's orchestrating where that conversation is going, or like he needs it to get to that end point, yeah. point specific. And if I cock that up, then um, Kanisha can't rescue me from that. Kanisha can't pick up the slack and and to redirect the, the, the scene because I, I'm the one that has to be driving it. Um, so it is literally just sitting alone in either my bedroom where I am now or um, out in uh, uh, in front of the on, on the green outside my flat and just putting my head down and just saying to myself, I'm not taking my head from this page until it's in there and kind of being a bit of the disciplinarian with myself. So it's not particularly interesting or, or fun, but it, it, it's just the way I, I kind of have to do it. Is it is it even more intimidating being in that big courtroom? Um, in in a way, it was yeah, because there, there's there's not only the fact that you are on a, literally a bigger stage, but in terms of the way that the day is structured, there's the whole process of because you have to we we're having to get picked up and and taken there. Mm. Um, uh, so there's the whole process of, of getting up getting into this car and then driving and then you've got you know, knowing that this place is coming at you it's like this out of anticipation yeah. dread uh, of what's coming whereas the the, the stuff with um, in the court scenes that we've got at the studio um, there, there's more level level of familiarity there and, and and the kind of ease that comes with that whereas this was we're going to this place and also all because we were in a very strict time constraints as well because we only had that location before the time that we had it on say three weeks mm. before some other production moved in so it was like we gotta get this and if we don't then we ain't got it we're gonna have to like you know build backdrops behind people's heads and shoot mm. everyone in super close up which will look ridiculously stupid <laughs> um so it's um 
so there was there was it was quite tense but at the same time because the thing i've really liked about doing the court stuff particularly during covid is the fact that i get to be big and i get to be declarative and like in a way that you would whether covid was a thing or not yeah so the fact that it was a bigger space and i did have more you know uh vertical space to fill there was something about that that i still really enjoyed anyway like a bit like being back on stage i was just gonna say just like your theatre days wasn't it yeah 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 (laughs) it wasn't lost on me the fact that i think i was enjoying that because i do enjoy um that kind of work i i'm I'm pretty sure there is a connection there um but whatever it is like i'm you know i've been enjoying it i'll continue to enjoy it so hopefully they'll they'll be uh yeah we'll have what we'll have to see because um yeah, who knows? Who knows how this stuff's gonna keep going? Yeah, yeah. So you, you had this. Uh... Don't be vague because I haven't seen tonight's yet, so I don't know what. Oh, you're doing your summing up. You were great, Charlie. Um, so you you had this. It was a. It's like mid mid July, was it? You had this. We, we saw because we saw some pictures leaked in the press when you were filming on the steps and everything. It looked pretty hot. Yeah, that was the the two weeks we were in Bolton. Um, were those that that stretch of time was when the the heat wave was going across the nation. So outside, where when we were outside, which we, all, we were trying to get outside as often as we could, mm. it was between thirty and thirty five degrees. And in the court, because for some utterly insane reason, I think because the building is listed, um, the 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 heating in that building. You, you you cannot turn it off. Mm. Um, I think because it's to, to avoid mould or damp or whatever. So the radiators in that building, whilst it was thirty five degrees outside, were blasting at full capacity the entire time. So they did a temperature measurement. Um, one of the sparks or, or whoever it was. Um, they just measured the temperature of the courtroom itself, and it was forty degrees. Seriously. So imagine, like, to the point where I'm wearing that wig, as are we all, um, and my head expanded to the point where not only was it difficult to get off, but it left the kind of Frankenstein scar <laughs> across my forehead. So it did literally look like a straight line, with then. Um, a straight horizontal line with uh, vertical uh, lines going uh, going across that, like sort of segmenting it, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was <laughs> absolutely insanity. But and then of course you've got hair and makeup, sort of trying to come over and as as gently as possible, going, um, Charlie, we could be um. Could we maybe take it to one side? You look a little hot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thank. <laughs> oh my god! I did not receive that news particularly well. <laughs> <laughs> so when when you were doing those outdoors bits, um, and you had all the paps, like when you do your outdoor shoots, do you do you expect that the, that the press are going to be there? Do you do you mind? Um, well, I I find it a little surprising because I find it a little strange that anyone finds me or anything I do of any interest at all. <laughs> um, but they, it wasn't as if there was some sort of like army of people there or anything like that. It was it was relatively sort of small scale. Yeah. I don't know how much, uh, you know, how much demand there is for that sort of stuff to begin with. So there, there were a couple of guys, a couple of guys that I have seen before uh, when we've done location stuff. Um, 
who they but they are kind of there is the sort of anticipation there as well where they're kind of readying themselves it's like a firing squad and it's like if i like if I'm out in the open for too long, then you can see them sort of raise the barrel of the camera. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like fire. Um, so I, I did my best to try and keep myself out of the way as much as I could. Um, but it is it is unusual because you you it, and this is going to sound really counterintuitive. So forgive me if this doesn't make any sense to anybody. But the kind of idea of being watched is really sort of uncomfortable mm. to me. Like despite the fact that. I'm paid to be watched for a living. <laughs> the idea, the, 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 there's something about being watched in that sense that I find really unnerving. Mm. And um, I don't particularly like it. And I'll, I'll endeavour to avoid any of that sort of attention if I possibly can do. But, but in, in that case, it was like, either I can go full Wicked Witch of the West inside this courtroom and just melt into the floor, or I'll have to endure some, you know, photos of me and whatever magazine or, or newspaper or whatever it is looking like a total buffoon which as it turns out it did as my mother was very quick to share with me <laughs> <laughs> generates, generates yeah. a bit of interest for the story in the show as well doesn't it i suppose builds a bit of anticipation possibly yeah and i think if it was anybody else i would completely understand it but the fact that there's there are photos of me floating around in that context i'm just like who on earth would look at these <laughs> They're only there for Sally Carmen, Charlie. I started to break this to you. Well, as, as well they should be. You know, yeah. Award-winning as of tonight. Congrats, Sal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, um, speaking of filming, what, what's the latest on social distancing on the set? Because we've seen more scenes recently of certain characters getting up close and personal, but then it's also clear that some of you are still staying apart. Yeah, it's... It's, I want to say it's kind of done on a case-by-case -case basis at this stage. Like the, um, well, like um, um, the, the guys, not, well, they're not in the dock. That's, I mean, literally, we've established they're not in the dock. But um, Paul, uh, Max, uh, Georgia and Millie, who, are, who play um, the, the Brents, Toya and, 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 and Kelly, respectively, mm. they, um, they whilst because they did have to sit in close proximity to one another in that space um there was no way around it it's uh, story-wise it kind of had to be done so each of them were uh pcr tested i want to say once or twice a week i actually can't remember but it was certainly a number of times a week yeah and they created a kind of they called it a bubble, but it's not really a bubble by any understanding that I have, where they would kind of make sure that they knew where each other had been and, like, that weren't doing anything sort of crazy or, or that would potentially put the other person in harm's way, all that sort of stuff. And, um, but for the most part, um, I don't know if it's a cost-saving measure or if it's just a logistics thing, I don't know. Um, but that hasn't really been the case for for any of the rest of us. Mm. Um, I, I, I certainly haven't been asked to um, do any of that stuff yet, at least. Um, so I don't know. I think it's just a case of script having been written so uh, so many months ago. Yeah. The kind of hope being that you know lockdowns would have eased and restrictions would have eased by then because there were so many various promised dates that never came to pass. Um, and then it's a case of, oh, it's time to film this. Oh, hmm. crap. What do we, what do we do? 
and then and then taking it from there. And like I've been, like I said, I have no idea really how how it all works, but that would seem like a, a you know possibility to me. Yeah, at least you've got a way of doing it, which doesn't involve you know the, the actors only being able to you know having to move in with each other for ten days or whatever before filming the scenes. Yeah. We've we've come on since last Christmas. Yeah, and if, if it was a different kind of production, then that would be probably the kind of thing you would do. But when it's, you know, an ongoing thing, there are 90 people in the cast, uh, you know, different ages, different uh, levels of, uh, sort of social responsibility, you know, there are people that go to school, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, it's just it's just not feasible, I don't think. I just don't know. There was a, there would have even if we wanted to do it, I don't think there would have been a way for us to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Despite you know, it would have made a lot of people's lives a lot easier, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but it's just what, what can you do? What yeah. can you do? Well, no, it's looking good. I mean, they're they're able to cover up so much. Cause I imagine it must have been so difficult with you know the cast and crew dropouts all the time, people being told to isolate, and and Corey just yeah, has to keep on yeah. going. Yeah, and and you know, the, uh, particularly when you've got a major storyline as the the, um, um, the 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 trial of of Kelly and 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 Corey has been. If someone that is into because it's it's such a interconnected web which affects so much other stuff, um, if a kind of major player in all of that or several <laughs> um, get pinged or get or, or fall ill, it can really um, uh, make things difficult, and it's a testament to um, uh, the. The, the sort of script writers and, and the schedulers and our ADs that despite having had, um, you know, lots of people got pinged when, when stuff started opening up again and despite not necessarily falling ill themselves, some people did get ill through no fault of their own, I'm sure. Um, and we were able to make it work and, and the, the, the fact that stuff's being received as well as it is um, it's kind of testament to them as much as anybody else in front of the camera or, or, the, or the, the people that you would assume when you, when you see a completed episode like that, like mm. the, the people that actually put the put the thing together, the logistics of the thing together. It's been an absolute nightmare for those mm. guys. The fact that they've done it is, boggles my mind. I know, I know. So I I want to come back to this court case in a bit. Let's let's scroll back to the beginning of the year, or Christmas, when you had that really sweet um, fostering story with the baby. Amongst all the other misery uh, and despair that all the other characters have at Christmas, we had nice kids once. You, you did, you did. How do you think that that experience with baby Mason affected Toya and Imran? Oh well, I think they they kind of solidified their their want to occupy that role you know because Toya certainly had a very difficult time saying goodbye to him when it came to it mm. and they had to I, th- I think whether it was on screen or not because a lot of my stuff that I've got going on is headcanon so I'm not sure so forgive me if <laughs> stuff that I'm saying didn't actually make it to where it might just be what goes on in my head but I think the reality of, of saying goodbye to Mason but whilst also walking away with the knowledge that not only did she make a difference, but also it's it's a happy sort of quote unquote memory for him, despite the fact that he wouldn't remember it. Yeah. And recontextualizing what it is to be a caregiver and what it is to have to be responsible for a child that doesn't necessarily mean that biologically 
you have to, you know, have uh, a baby in that respect. Like, you can still be maternal, you can still be a carer, you can still be responsible, you can still be a kind of uh, a, a pillar of, of, of sort of trust and support in in a kind of context uh, through fostering. Uh, and that that's something that I feel like got established in that Mason storyline, whether it was on the page or on screen or not, it certainly felt like that to me and uh, whilst whilst putting it together and that's what I've got kind of in my head is like what went on. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that Imran had really wanted to be or thought much about being a father before then? Because we'd obviously seen a lot of Toya's broodiness for, for years now, but I didn't, I didn't think Imran had really shown that much of an interest. Do you think that made him realise, yeah, I, I quite like this actually? No, you know, he, he wasn't there actually. is a scene that I, I've pegged as really important, but it, I don't think it will mean anything to anybody else. There's a scene, I think it's um, when uh, Kate and Rana have announced their engagement or they're having an engagement party yeah. at, at, at the pub. And in the, 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 the back room, not the back room, the, the kind of beer garden bit, uh, Imran and Toya, Imran and Rana are having a conversation about, oh, you know, you will will have kids and you'll grow fat and you'll, you know you'll have an army of little kids or whatever it is. And I say absolutely not. That is, absolutely, <laughs> and at the time, I think you, I think you, I don't think he was telling a lie. I think it absolutely was the truth that there is absolutely no part of him that finds children or their antics or the amount of. Um, allowances you have to make in terms of the sacrifices mm. to accommodate for kids and none of that he found interesting and I think again this is this is very much headcanon that once Rana was taken away from him and he kind of and, uh, Rana was uh, was killed his dad died and his mum I think it's safe to say they've kind of become estranged yeah um, because of their sort of differences in, in worldview so he doesn't have a family anymore and so he's he, I think the idea of making one with Toya they're kind of again it's sort of eschewing biology it does the, you know, that's not important but creating a family to fill that gap that his biological one left I think that's something that's important to him something that's um, part of the reason I think why because I, I had to sort of find reasons as to why he was so intent on saving Kelly after having looked after her for so little time. Mm. And I had to try and make sense of that out of that um, for, for me in order to try and make it work. And the, the, the thing that I kept coming back to was the fact that she's just like Rana. She's just like Rana. She's strong-willed. She's feisty. The only issue, the only problem that she has that, that Rana didn't was the fact that she was born... To, in the wrong family, to the to the wrong kind of socioeconomic rung on the ladder, and she wasn't afforded the same kind of opportunities, and she was, um, you know, she, she she had no means of escaping that, and Imran can save her in a way that she couldn't save herself, and that he couldn't save his sister. Yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. I think there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a sort of possibly hero complex aspect to it as well. Do you think that we uh, do you think we're going to end up getting like um, a resolution to the to the Rick Neela and his death, the factory collapse uh, while Kelly is under Imran's care? I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know like that that's not me being uh, uh, sort of mysterious and vague. <laughs> 
I I genuinely only know what they tell me, which is fresh as little. Um, I think that. Just, I mean, again, like I'm, I, I feel comfortable saying this because um, this isn't something I've been told. This is something that I've just inferred. Mm. Um, so the fact that you've got Gary, for example, not for example specifically, uh, you've got Gary um, offering up his savings in order to try and be of a support to Kelly, that you've got, you know, a general kind of redemptive arc of the last few years, I think, of Gary Windass. Um, I think to invoke Rick's name in that context might... If that's the if that's the direction they're wanting to go, that maybe that will undo that work. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's a total misdirect. Maybe it's a double bluff. And, and and they're setting Gary up to be good again in order to facilitate a fall. So I don't know. I would like to. I I, I would like to see it. But like I said, I, I have talked about this before. I don't know if it was with you or not. Actually, I can't remember. But Rick Rick's death is one thing but the, the 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 whole factory stuff i think that maybe that will i don't know if that can get yeah i don't know if that can get brought up again can it the, no these things have a habit of coming back eventually yeah that's the thing but who's getting the justice who's the who's the loose end that's getting cut yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean what 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 do you think emran would think to know that rick was dead considering you know every, everything that's happened. Do you, do you think Imran would be more sad for his for his foster daughter, or or, or happy that, that this guy I has got some soap justice? No, I th- I think there would be a real sadness there because there's uh, again I'm, I'm this might be this is def- this definitely was a line. I don't know if it's been cut or if it hasn't aired yet. <laughs> but there's there's a there's a, there's a line where, that Kelly has when when we talk about her dad and. The, the kind of establishing sort of fact of that scene is that Laura was this sort of drunk, volatile, uh, quick to quick to anger, quick to her fists, whereas her dad actually, in terms of his relationship with Kelly, was always quite gentle and actually was quite a loving parent. He gave her the kind of advice that a gangster father would, which isn't necessarily great advice, but kind of... Uh, you know, polite society. But in terms of him, his relationship to her as a father, he actually had a lot of love for her. Mm. So if that if that hasn't been cut, and that is actually canon, then that would be enough, I think, for Rembrandt to feel deeply sorry for Kelly. Because yeah. um, he knows what it's like to lose someone, even if it is someone, in, in the case of him and Rick, that he feels utter contempt for. He knows what it's like to lose people and how hard that is. And he also had the benefit of being an adult when he lost, you know, his his, his you know his most sort of beloved family member and his sister. But she's still just a child. Mm. So I, I I think it would be quite um, cold of him to allow himself to feel. Um, hard done by in that situation that's me that's me speaking there (laughs) would you say that because you've had to film all these scenes 
opposite Millie. Has that had any impact on how guilty or innocent that you personally think the character is? Because you, you'll have heard all these people saying, oh, I'll throw the book at her, and other people going, no, no, it's Corey, she's innocent, let her walk free. Well, what, what do you think? Oh, uh, well, I, well I, this is the problem, is that I've always had the benefit of knowing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew from the beginning. Um, but, you know, I mean... In terms of working with Millie, though, there has definitely become a... I don't want to say fatherly, because I still think it's absurd that I am a father figure to a 17-year-old. <laughs> I resent that deeply. <laughs> um, Storylines of Coronation Street. Um, but at the same time, no. Um, like, she is... I, I, like, I do have a huge amount of affection for her, and I think she's... You know, not only is she just an extraordinary talented person, um, but she's, you know, just so affable and friendly and lovely and funny. And I think she's got a lot to offer that the, the show. And I think, to be honest, I think Corey uh, realised that too after they started seeing her work. And I, I wonder, again, this is something that, that no one's told me, um, but I've just inferred. I wonder if this is why if this is why we saw that the redemptive arc of Kelly to begin with, mm. um, because initially she was you know in a similar but more serious way to Gemma, where she comes in as a sort of thug, child of Satan type type thing, <laughs> and it's like oh wow she has actually got a huge amount of depth to her. She's really really uh, able. She's a wonderful member of a company, and she can make you feel. Um, incredibly uh, sort of uh, sorry for her and, and as we've seen and to think that because I, I I don't try and do this I kind of just do it by, by, by default but uh, seeing what comes up on, on social media and stuff like that and how people were so willing to bring back capital punishment when it came to Kelly <laughs> and how Millie has done such a good job and it's not manipulative I don't think I think it is it's as genuine a, a a response as you can give, you know, just by virtue of her being so good and her being so in touch with what that character is going through. People, you've, I've seen it in real time. People changing their minds. They have, haven't they? And feeling and feeling more um, related, not related, but feeling that she is more relatable in this con in, in the context of what went on. And that's no easy task, because mm. particularly if you've got people literally baying for blood. And, and and Twitter is not known to be a platform where people change their minds easily and admit that they perhaps were a little hasty. <laughs> but people have been doing it, and that, that's a testament to Millie. Yeah, yeah, she's been, she's been great, hasn't she? It's been yeah, it's been I, interesting. I um, it's been interesting seeing what she's um sort of, she's made things a little bit more difficult for him Ran and Toya in in a way, haven't it? Do, do you think that it's, yeah, well, it's having yeah. a bit of an impact on their relationship? Imran has, has been so all encompassed by this situation by Kelly um, his need to care for her and, and protect her when everybody else does abandon her in a similar way to again a similar way to the Rana situation where everyone else walked away there's a line that he says to uh, not Shelley um, to Yasmin that you looked after her when everybody what else walked away and that's something clearly that's important to him mm. um, and Toya, you know, she's 
had connections to the, the streets her entire life. Well, you know, since she was a child herself, since yeah. she was Kelly's age. Yeah. Um, and the idea of becoming pariahs it, by acting as sort of antagonists to Abby and Kevin and and, and everybody else connected to Seb, that would that's a really difficult thing for her to have to deal with, and it would be for anybody. Yeah. Um, and it's. Cause, and when it gets brought up, it's not a discussion. Like it is Imran kind of telling her, "Look, this is what this is, and this is what I'm going to do. And I don't care if people don't like me. I don't care if any of this." And Toya's right to reply almost gets negated a little bit. Yeah. Um, and in terms of how their relationship is affected, like that, that kind of thing, that kind of single-mindedness which leads over quite easily into a sense, a sense of selfishness. Even if he's doing something that he thinks is um, noble, he's not taking into consideration the people closest to him, you know, the Aunt Kelly, yeah. you, know, ma- ma- you know, namely Toya. Mm. I, don't, I don't think he's taking out, like the fact that she's in court at all, the fact that she's sat there in the dock, knowing that the eyes of her friends and neighbours are going to be boring a hole into the back of her head. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, no matter how strong it is, especially as far as soaps go, hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, plus we've got, obviously, Sabine as the uh, spanner in the works as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy acting opposite uh, Zora Bishop, who uh, plays Sabine? I love Zora, and he's absolutely brilliant. I think if, if, if there was a way to make it work, because I know she's come in as quite an antagonistic role, but if there was a way to make it work, I think she'd be an incredible addition to the show. I think she's so good and I think they'd be, be leaving Corey, so Corey would be leaving some sort of gold dust on the table if they were to um, not keep her on uh, beyond um, what she's got to do I'm mm. trying to be vague um, <laughs> and yeah but I just think she's extraordinary and, and she's again just such a like such a good person to have around because the shooting days they can be tough particularly if you're in 40 degree heat in a, a giant you know pile of wool and whatever kind of ridiculous hair that wig's made out of <laughs> and the, the fact she made those days easy by just being a great person to have around just full of energy full of just Full of that, you know, just so that's something, whatever that is, that thing that, um, you know, makes people want to take notice of you, whatever it is. Mm. She's, yeah, she's fab. And, and I've loved our little sort of barbs at each other, our little snipes, uh, our little, you know, sort of, sort of verbal boxing matches, these little jabs that we're constantly giving at each other, trying to sort of un- undermine. At the same time, I think, or what I certainly was trying to do was have a, a certain level of fun with it as well, to kind of imply that, I know, there is a reason that these two were into each other. Like, they are clearly having fun with each other's company. Um, not all the time. Like, I didn't want that to just be a constant thing, because I don't know if that would have been a bit distracting or a bit of, you know, maybe not quite appropriate for the story we're trying to tell. But I just think having those kinds of like wars of words whilst also with a little smile mm. I, had a really, I had a really fun time doing that sort of stuff with her 
Yeah, it's, it's been great. I've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think that, you know, all, all of the main players in this story, fab actors. We, we had Zora, you. We've had Sally. We've had Molly. Um, Millie, obviously. Max Evans, isn't he amazing? Yeah, Max is great. And he's been given almost as hard. I'd say, like, like it's got to be one of the hardest jobs in, in this line of work because... You've got to be so detestable, but it's so, so easy to slip into full-on moustache-twirling panto villain. Mm. You know, be completely reprehensible whilst also not slipping into parody. Yeah, no, he's been brilliant. And at no point point has he ever done that. No. And I just think that's so impressive. And the level of restraint you need to have in order to not do that... I just think it's absolutely phenomenal. And again, he's been a huge asset to the show, having, you know, had not League Noble, but like he, he came in as just a kind of that guy, like Ash's guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he's been on he's been on the show for like at least two years now, hasn't he? I can't remember. He, he's been on it for a while, just as like a real yeah. side, you know, nobody of a character almost, and then throwing him into this story this year. It's like, wow, he's amazing. Yeah, and... He, again, just a huge asset to the show. It makes the rest of us look good when you've got young people coming up through the, the, at the start of their careers excelling in the way that these guys are. Mm, yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it, it kind of shows, again, that Corey is and has certainly always been a really good, uh, just a breeding ground for, for young talent. Like you've seen the people that have made their starts on, on, on that show and have, and have gone on to become hugely successful elsewhere yeah it's kind of a a good look for, for this show yeah it really, it really is have that legacy of of producing young talent like that and 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 it seems like we've got an absolute embarrassment of riches of it at the moment like we've got across the board like some of some of the most talented actors I've worked with period no matter how old or young they are mm. and and they're, they're all at the sort of opening gate of their careers and to see where they go whether it whether they stay on the cobbles or whether they move on to other things I, it's very exciting to be here at the start as so, so, you know literally i can say that you know, i knew them back when <laughs> because they're, they're all incredible really amazing bunch yeah they're, they're, they're great aren't they i mean it kind of this um this rejuvenation it, it kind of started with Tanisha with, with with Asher's character a few years ago and it's um it's just got better and better since then. Now we got Adam Hussein as well. It, that is, it's 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 brilliant. I love it. Yeah. I was just going to say, speaking of Asher, did you think that Imran was going a bit too far with her in court the other day, or did you uh, did you think it was a uh, you know needs must for Kelly? I think. Um, yeah, I mean, he did go too far if you're taking it at sort of face value. Um, and the effect it had on Asher, of course, would paint what Imran did as a more villainous act, which I don't think it was. Um, I think that because he is literally fighting, you know, bare fist against an army, like he's got nothing to fight with and he is grasping at straws. And if he has to sort of stick the proverbial knife in, then it was an act of desperation, I think. Mm. I don't think it was uh, a... I don't think it was the actions of someone that had all their ducks in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right, Charlie, before we finish, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the um, the anniversary week scenes from last year, because they, they were epic. How, how does um, how, how did you find that that went down? Were you, you know, taking Jeff down Thank in you. court? Yeah, that was just a... It was an incredible week, and that's that's the time working over there that I that you know because you make, you do so many of these things that you forget more than you remember sometimes. Mm. Uh, but that will always be something that I really hold dear because one, it's one of those rare instances where I don't look at my the work that I'm doing and just have a Pavlovian cringe. Mm-hmm. So that's one. That's that. That's point one. Mm-hmm. And and two, the um. Again, it was it was similar to this the story that we're in the middle of at the moment. It was just one of the best put together stories that I think Corey have done, and I think it's a, sh- a story that only Corey could tell in that way. Yeah. Or well, certainly only a so, but, but I think with the, the caliber of, of performers that we've we had, I think it's just, I think it's a story that only Corey could tell. You know, you know, not every show has a Shelley King. Very true. And be a part of it, and it's 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 you know it, the, the the story itself was very meaningful to me, um, and so to to be involved in, in some small way, you know, to come in at the end of what, like 18 months of work and to, to bring that kind of coercive control, um, be part of the, the team bringing that coercive control um, story to the, the public sphere, to people's attention, that was, you know, it was very meaningful and very cathartic to actually speak to an abuser that way. Mm. That was that was very meaningful to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I loved it. It was a, it was a, some brilliant scenes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of it, and I remain proud of it, which is not, pardon me, which is not um, usual for me. I usually regard most of the work that I do with a, a, a pretty healthy level of contempt and a kind of amusement <laughs> that 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 you know that I haven't had someone burst through the wall with the you've been framed cameras you know kind of going well what, what did you think that you were doing this for a living that people would hire you you fool you're too modest Charlie uh, no I, I well, thank you I know I know I, I should just take the confidence sorry I should, I, I'm not yeah thank you uh, that, yeah that's very nice thank you so we've got to wrap this up but um I said at the beginning that this year had been a little bit quiet for Toya and Imran. Without giving too much away, are we are we still going to be seeing lots more of you on screen as we go into the autumn? I think it's safe to say that we are, you are, yes. Excellent. Um, to the point where everyone's sick of them and want them to go away again. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine that. <laughs> it, it won't be a the, the opening months of the year where we had literally fallen off the planet I think, <laughs> I think we sorry they they Imran and Toya had fallen off the planet I think they they had broken Covid rules and gone to Bermuda or something <laughs> not not a veggie lasagna induced coma then oh that's a good one yes no that one that one much better <laughs> you're wasted down there Mark. you need to come up here and do some work for us <laughs> oh, right Charlotte we have got to go we've been chatting ages I've really enjoyed going catching up with you again about this the, the story's great and it's been lovely to be able to to speak to someone about how it's all been, well, been going you, down it's my pleasure talking to you and, and whenever it's, it's nice to be on screen 
uh, it's for no other reason that you'll finally actually uh, phone me and ask and, and talk to me. <laughs> I'll try. Because I'm screen, you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can me right off. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to finding out the uh, the outcome of this trial on Friday. And be gentle with me on Twitter, please. And also, I'll wear a wig if I bloody well want to. <laughs> you do right, you do it. <laughs> right, nice speaking to you, Charlie. See you next time. And I'll wear a, I'll wear a policeman's outfit too, whilst I'm at it. <laughs> see you later, Michael. Bye-bye, bye. See ya. Oh, lovely Charlie. He's so lovely. So lovely. Stole Thank that you, wig. Charlie. Thank you for coming along. Uh, well, you know, I didn't go along anywhere. Coming no, on virtually you. to have yeah. a lovely chat with me. Because yeah. he's been very, very busy recently. He's been, been cha- doing a bit, a few bits and bobs. <laughs> he has, yeah. I mean, yeah, we we, did, we hardly saw Charlie, or we hardly see um, Tori and Imran at all at the beginning of the year, did we? But um, they've certainly been making up for it then. We've been chatting to, a quite, to them quite a lot of the past year, month or so. And um, I can vouch for the fact <laughs> they've been non-stop working. They've been... They've been it. suffering Hard at work. for their art. They really have. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I, I, for one, say it's just definitely been worth it because I've been enjoying watching it. Oh, it's it. been worth it because we didn't get, weren't involved at all. No, no, we just started to just leave it to it. our own imagination. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and it's good to hear as well that there's a lot more to come as well. So, um, anyway, thank you again, Charlie. Exciting. I hope you all enjoyed listening to that, everybody. Thank you, Charlie. And um, look out for, for more Imran on Friday when um, we may just get some kind of verdict. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe we will, maybe we will. Very much looking forward to that. Don't forget to tune in, everybody. And um, if you're listening to this as soon as it goes out, make sure you check out those NTA results on um, Thursday as well. And we'll see if Corrie can do just as well as they did. Um, in, oh, my God, I just started that sentence. Uh, TV, TV Choice? TV Choice, I'm going to say, awards that came out on, uh, on, uh, on Monday. Anyway, Gemma. Yes. We better get going because we're just doing a little intro and outro and we've got more house stuff to do, haven't we? Yes. Less than a week to go until the move. Bye, everybody. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.